there's a philosophical principle that states that essence cannot be revealed. The essence of a thing is unrevealable. Just thinking out loud, it's a fascinating topic. What, what is essence and what is revealed? What does it mean to reveal something? And why is essence, by its nature, not revealable? The old question about, are people um, hopelessly separated from each other so that there can be no real connection between two people? And that's why we always feel like nobody knows me, nobody understands me, nobody sees me for who I am. Is it possible? So let, let, let's explore this idea a little bit. That which is the essence of whatever object or creature we're talking about, the essence of it is unshareable, meaning I can't give you a piece of myself. I can't. Because myself is indivisible. The self, meaning the essence, can't be chopped up into pieces. And that's why the atom, which we thought in the olden days, we thought the atom was the essential substance. But when it was discovered that an atom can be split, then we realize it's not an essential substance because essence can't be divided. So here's what happens. If I can't give you a piece of myself, I don't want to give you my entire self. because that would annihilate me. Therefore, we are absolutely irre irrevocably separated. You can't get to my essence, I can't get to your essence. So what does revealed mean? Revealed means I take a non-essential part of myself and offer it to you. That's called revealed. So in a very simple example, if I'm standing in front of you, you're going to see me, which means I am visible. But what's actually happening, the external part of me, the non-essential part of me, is available to you. So yes, you can see what I look like. Why? Because what I look like is not my essence. So I can give away that which is not my essence. What does it mean, give it away? It means I can separate it from me and I can separate me from it. I can distance myself. The, the most gross example is 
I can say things and not mean it at all. I can tell you two and two is five, and, and I don't believe that for a second. I know it's four. So if I know it's four, I'm convinced it's four, and it really is four. How is it that I can say that it's five? So what does that show? What I say and what I am are not deeply connected. There's some connection, but not very deep. And that's why what I say doesn't have to be consistent with what I know. Because it's non-essential speech. I can even know what I don't what I don't believe. I can know all about idols. I don't believe in idols. So what I know proves to be non-essential. In the essence, there can be no contradictions. I can't be and not be. I can't know that two and two is four and not know it. I mean, obviously, that's just a contradiction in terms. So in my essence, I cannot separate myself. I can't distance myself from what is really me. And if I can't distance myself from it, then I can't detach it from myself and let you have it, see it, know it, hear it. So what does it mean to reveal myself? To reveal myself means to detach, disconnect from the non-essential part of me so that you can see it, hear it, and know it. make it a little more clear, the part of me that is not essential is adjustable. I can say things to you that I don't mean, and I can say it in your language. I can say it in a way that makes sense to you. I've adjusted it to you by separating it from me. But that which is really essentially me, I can't do that. And that's why when it comes to something really, really close to my heart, I can't. It'll come out as it is, not the way you could appreciate or understand or hear it. When essence comes out, it's just me. It is not catered or tailored to you. Why? Because essence cannot be revealed. It doesn't mean I can't tell you. It means I can't tell it to you your way. It's just going to come out my way. And you probably won't understand me. And that's why we are correct in feeling nobody really knows me. I talk, I, I express myself, I'm very articulate. In fact, I don't even stop talking. I'm always, always telling everybody about myself and nobody knows who I am. That's true. Because what I can say and people can hear is not the real me. When the real me comes out, 
either you won't like it, you won't understand it, you won't even hear it. You'll miss it altogether because it's not tailored to you. It's still me. That sounds a little sad. No one will ever know me. The essence of what I am can never be shared. So again, logically, yes, that's true. It's true. By definition, me remains me. And the only part of me that you can relate to is the part that I can distance myself from. So here's, here's the sensitive reality in human relations. I can say something to you and I have no intentions of appealing to you. I'm thinking out loud. I'm entertaining myself, even though it looks like I'm talking to you. But I'm not. I'm talking to myself. And I don't really care whether you agree with me, whether you hear me, whether you like what you hear. I, I, I don't care. Because it's not about you. It's about me expanding myself outward, but not for you. Now, you could say, oh, so you revealed yourself. Not really. I extended my borders. I broadened my borders. I'm taking up more room now. There's more of me out there, but it's me. It's not meant for you. And it doesn't matter whether you get it or not. You know, it's like people who like to hear themselves talk. So it looks like they're talking to you, but they're not. Sometimes, for technical reasons, I need to tell you something, but I don't want to. I'm going to do it because I have to. But I don't want to. Meaning I'm not interested in you which means I'm not stepping out of myself. If I don't step out of myself, then I am still being me. If I'm being me, you won't get it. I, it, sound, it sounds really uh, philosophical and detached, but let's, let's apply it to everyday life. How is it that a husband insists in, in the marriage counseling session. The husband insists that he loves his wife. The wife insists that she feels unloved. Somebody lying? Somebody out of touch with reality? Usually not. He loves her and she is unloved. Why? Because his love for her is what the husband is feeling for himself. His love of her is for him. So he's right. He does love her. And she's right. She gets no love. 
because the love that I experience for me does not detach from me and does not become available to her. Isn't that interesting? If I love loving you, you won't get the love because that love is intended for me. It never leaves me. So it never can become yours. Let's put it in a completely different context. In order for a package to be transferred from my uh, possession to your possession, two things have to happen. It has to leave my, my room, my yard, my, my property, and it has to arrive at your property. They don't always come together. Like sometimes I send out a package, it's no longer in my possession, never reaches you. Got, lo got lost along the way. So was there a transfer? No, there wasn't. Nobody knows where the package is. Like a suitcase on an airline. It can also be the opposite. The package did arrive to you, but it never left me because you haven't paid for it yet. So it's still mine. It arrived in your possession, but it never left my possession. It's still mine until you pay. So something can arrive in your house but it never left my house. In order for something to be transfer, transferred properly, it's a two-step process. It has to leave my property, it has to arrive at your property. That's just objects. But the same is true with emotions. In order for you to receive my love, I have to let it go. I can't keep it in my possession and think that you got it. So if I feel love for you, I can, I can mistakenly assume that you're feeling it, that you got it. But you didn't get it because I never let go. Maybe that's what we mean by unconditional love. Unconditional love means I let go of a love, now you have it. I can't take it back. I've, I've lost control. I've given it away. It has left my possession. So if I, if I love you conditionally, it means I'll love you if if the condition is not met, the love is not yours. Like, I delivered a package to your house, but you haven't paid for it. It's not yours. It's still mine. So, the husband says, I really love my wife. The, life's, the wife says, get no love from him. They're both telling half the story. 
She says, the problem is I'm not getting it. The truth is he's not letting it go. He thinks I have a love for her and I let it go, but she's not getting it. No, you haven't let go. So getting back to what we were saying before, in order for you to see me, I have to let go of my image of what I look like. Now, I can do that. I can let go. Sometimes I don't like what I look like. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm having a bad hair day, a bad beard day. So I don't like what I look like. So I detach from it. I don't care. It's not important. See, I can't do that with, with my essence. I can only do it with things that are non-essential. Non-essentials I can let go of. So my love is obviously not me because I can give it away. I can let it go. That's really revealing myself. Because if I don't let go, you don't really get it. If you don't really get it, I'm not revealed. I'm mysterious. I'm introverted. Everything I feel and think and experience stays within me. I think everybody can notice. Nobody does. Because I never let it out. But I can let it out. It's not my essence. My essence, I can't. Even if I talk about it, I scream about it, I, nobody will hear it, nobody will see it. Because I'm talking to myself. Now here's what happens. Let's say I am kind to my children because I'm, I'm a kind person. I'm a generous person. And so I'm very nice and kind to my children. And I can't believe how ungrateful they are. Never a thank you, never a nothing. They're such ungrateful children. Or I can stop and think, Am I doing something wrong? I am kind and generous, but I'm simply being me. I'm not kind for you. I'm kind to you, but that's me. When I'm kind to you, but I'm strictly being myself, then my kindness doesn't really leave me, and it doesn't really arrive to you. You'll see it, you'll, you'll benefit from it. I actually bought you a car. You got the car. You didn't get my kindness because my kindness I keep for me. I am kind because that's what I am. I'm not stepping out of myself for you. So I can be kind to you but not for you. I can be loving of you, but not for you. I'm doing my own thing, 
My own thing can be kindness. My thing can be love. So I'm not letting go. So what happens is this. If I am kind to someone, but not for them, they don't get the kindness. They don't get it. Not surprising that they feel no gratitude. Of course, they'll say thank you for the car. Because they got the car. They didn't get my kindness. I let go of the car. I never let go of my kindness. I'm kind because that's me. Not because you deserve or you're important to me. No, kindness is important to me, so I do kindness. You happen to be available, so I do kindness to you, but not for you, for me. I like myself when I'm kind. I like myself when I'm loving. I love loving. And I love being kind. Or I love being disciplined. And so I will discipline you. You're not going to appreciate. Why? I'm disciplining you, but not for you. Doing it for me. Because I like a disciplined home. Children go to sleep on time, wake up on time, put their toys away, put their clothes out. On. That's for me, not for you. So what happens is there is no gratitude. But worse than that, there's actually a resentment. Like a child, you give him an ice cream, and 10 minutes later, he wants another one. Now you're thinking, another one? No, you already had an ice cream. The child is thinking, what do you mean, no? You just gave me an ice cream, and now you're not going to give me an ice cream? In other words, to the child, the ice cream you gave now uh, obligates you to give me another one. So not only am I not grateful for the first one, I'm using the first one to shoot you with. How dare you not give me an ice cream? Five minutes ago, you gave me an ice cream. So now you're indebted. So instead of gratitude, there's actually greed. If you give me one, you have to give me a second one. How did that happen? Why does that happen? It's because the first ice cream that I gave you was not for you. I gave you the ice cream to keep you happy and quiet so that I can ignore you. <laughs> so not only don't you feel grateful, you will use that kindness against me. Oh, you think you're so kind for one ice cream? One ice cream is not kindness. One ice cream could be kindness if I meant it for you. And then there wouldn't be this demand for another one. Instead, there would be gratitude. So let, let's let's sum this up for my, for my own clarity. 
To reveal means to separate something from yourself so that it can arrive and belong to someone else. That's what revealed means. When we say God revealed himself, what did he reveal? Well, superficially, instructions, words, commandments. He said, don't do that. Yeah, he revealed. On a deeper level, he revealed his opinion. God thinks murder is very wrong. I don't know why. It's so easy for him to create another human being. But he, he thinks it's wrong. How do I know? He said so. He revealed his opinion, not just words and instructions. If you want to go a little deeper, it was not just a, an opinion. That's what he really wants. He wants a world without murder. That is his will. So what did he reveal? His will. So now, do we know him? No. If he can reveal it, then it must not be him. So what does he really want? Ah, we'll never know. So it seems. Because essential does not reveal itself. So all revelation, all expression means, literally, I can squeeze it out of myself so that it's no longer me, it can become yours. That's a really effective teacher, by the way, a communicator. My thoughts, my awareness, my opinion, and my feelings. And all of a sudden, because I mentioned it to you, you're feeling what I felt. Now you're crying with me. Or you're laughing with me. That means that I have successfully communicated. What made me cry is now making you cry. How did that happen? Because I separated it from me and gave it to you. It's going to make you feel what, what it made me feel. But if I'm not separating from it and I tell you my problems, you'll... Um, yeah, that's very sad. But it doesn't become your feeling because I didn't let go. So a good communicator is capable of of two, the two steps. I can let it go and I can get it to you. That's actually the, the nature of speech. Speech, when I say something, it's out. I can't take it back. It's no lo those words are no longer mine. The sound is no longer mine. It detached itself from me. And that's why it can really become yours and you can feel what I feel, know what I know, because it's not my essence. So here's the punchline. Is there any way that essence can convey itself?
Are we forever doomed to be islands into ourselves and never really make contact with each other's essence? That, that hopefully is not true. So the Kabbalah and the Hasidus insights into God's communication takes us to that higher dimension. In the Torah, God makes himself, his entire essence, available to us. He gives himself away. How is that possible? Talking about God. And that's why the first word of the Ten Commandments, the Hebrew word is made up of four letters that are the acronym for the four words, I give you my soul in writing. It's not just my opinion. It's not just my instructions. And it's not just my will. This is me. And I'm giving it to you in writing. I'm giving myself to you and, and now it's yours. Now you can feel what I feel. You can be what I am. This week's Torah portion. Be holy for I, your God, am holy. Wow. Now holiness is not the essence. There's more to God than being holy. But the idea God says, I'm holy, you can be holy with me. If you take that up a step, I am godly, you can be godly too. That's a sharing of the essence. But here's what happens. The sharing of the essence cannot come through ordinary channels. That process, I let go of it, and now it can become yours, that does not apply to essence, because I can't, I can't let go of essence. So how does my essence communicate with your essence? If our essences are, are related, if they're the same, then my essence can communicate with your essence. And that's what it means. Love, love your fellow Jew as yourself. Appreciate what this means. You have to love everybody. You have to love the stranger. You have to love the convert. You have to love you have to love God. It doesn't say love God as yourself. It says love your fellow Jew as yourself. Meaning, your essence and every other Jew's essence is the same essence. So you can connect to another person essence to essence if your essences are the same. 
So when you love the Jew in you, then you love the Jew in whoever is Jewish. Essence to essence. And that's why you have to love the stranger, but not like yourself. It's not an essential love. It's a shared love. How do you share? You let go and give it away to somebody else. So can we share our essence? If you find a common essence, we are all God's creatures. Uh-huh. On that level, yes, we can share our essence. Because my essence, being a creation of God, is the same as your essence, and therefore essence to essence unites. So to sum it up, there is revealing and sharing, and there is uniting. On the non-essential level, there's sharing by revealing. On the essential level, there's just uniting. And that's what a soulmate means. A soulmate means you're not communicating, you're not connecting through revealing, you're connecting because you are of the same essence, soulmates. Where does the love come in? Well, compared to uniting, love is feeble. Love is a cheaper version of union. Because when two people love each other, they get closer to each other. They don't, they don't unite. They don't merge. They connect. So that's the result of the union. Somebody you are united with, you're naturally going to love. You're going to express. So if you're sharing essence, obviously you're going to share your non-essence. If you're giving yourself, your essential self, you certainly will give your non-essential self, which you can give to a stranger too. You'll certainly give it to the one you're united with. It's a fascinating subject and uh, We'll pursue it some more. There's a lot to it.